Well, everyone, welcome back. Unfortunately, um, it seems that I will be the only one on the podcast at this point forward. We mentioned last week that anyone who didn't survive the epic uh, campaign wasn't allowed to come back to uh, play in our podcast. So here's my ramblings for 40 minutes. Uh, before before you get into that, um, I, I was looking at the monster manual, and centaurs can have medium creatures sit on top of them, but centaurs are also medium creatures. Do you, do you guys think that we could theoretically make just like a tower of centaurs? Um, I, for one, uh, think that centaur stack should not only happen, but be the new leader of our entire party. I'm, I'm theoretically considering this just being just the canon forever. I think we should just make centaur games. There's no limit. This is what happens when I allow the clerics to roam free. Apparently, everybody's back. Great. <laughs> so I guess we'll do a roll call. It was going to be real simple there, but I guess it's just going to be uh, the, the all of us now. So um, again, welcome back to our podcast. My name's Kevin, and we have Clay with us here today. Hey. <laughs> we have Bree with us. Hello. We have Ryan. Hey guys. And we have Nathan, the man in the back. Hello, hello. Our, our one one eyed uh, Cyclops who keeps everything going, working. So And Joey. And, and Joey. Hello. We were worried. We didn't think Joey was gonna make it, but I guess he did. You know, I went from a one man show to having to share with all of you guys again. So Sorry. Yeah, you know, you guys are killing me, but that's okay. Special friends. Yeah, special friends. Um, <laughs> I wanted to uh, throw a, a little piece of news out that I found out uh, reading through the uh, the news articles today. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but uh, D&D Live 2020. Uh, they're actually going to do a uh, a live, kind of like a con, uh, but the Wizards of the Coast are putting it on. And um, it's on June 20th at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so anybody who's listening, that would probably be a great one to listen to. I know it's during the day. I think it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, if you go out to Wizards of the Coast and look, they actually have the whole um, uh, like uh, schedule of events that are happening you might want to take a look at it but kate welch uh from wizards of the coast she's one of the game designers uh she put together a cast uh to play uh dungeons and dragons on this DD live i don't know what day it is um i didn't get that far i i really am bad at planning you know i should have probably looked at that a little earlier but uh anyway it uh it's a cast of the game of thrones uh oh. they have uh from the cast uh daniel portman uh, is a Gemma Whalen, Iwan uh, Rayon, uh, Christian Nairn, and Natalia Tena. I probably butchered those people's names, but <laughs> don't um, I, I would guess so. They, and they don't really care who I am, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but that has got to be, that's going to be something uh, to watch. And so I just wanted to throw that out. So our listeners, if you, uh, you get to, you know, you know what, I'm thinking that's probably, yeah, you know what? Our this podcast isn't going to make it before the twentieth. I just realized that. Well, go back and watch the recordings. It'll be good. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It it was fantastic. You guys, it was amazing. It, but... You guys should have been there. Really. You know what? We'll, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll 
We'll make time go backwards. It'll be okay. There was yeah, that. Yeah. There was that one part. Oh, it was the best. Um, that one <laughs> thing happened, and remember that, that one thing character. That, what's his name? Did? Uh, yeah, the one uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, it was Crazy. awesome. Loved that. Loved that guy. Yeah, should have been there, you guys. Oof. You know, I'm gonna take a hot take. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Who asked you, Joey? <laughs> uh man i don't know about you guys you guys scare me sometimes sometimes <laughs> that's true that's true i don't know what i was thinking i don't either so um we uh can jump right into um let's do brie first this week if brie's ready are you ready brie because yes i am ready Big moment. we're ready for katsu's corner that's what we're ready for that's right so for me i have i have a little bit of trouble with role playing. So what I want to talk about is just kind of seeing what everyone's style is for role playing because I notice some people speak in first person and then other people speak in third person. So just everyone here, what is your style? Do you alternate? What's your style? So we can start with uh Kevin. Well, I since I'm the DM, it's a little different. Um Everything on mine would be probably third person just because I am I'm voicing to the NPC. However, if you want to know how I do it when I'm a player, when yes. I'm doing a player character, um, I usually get pretty totally immersed in my character and it is first person. It's like I am talking directly to you. Um, it's not so-and-so does this, so-and-so does this. It's pretty much I take my axe and I break down the door. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? I mean, it's, you know, that kind of a matter of fact, you know, and I'm pretty much known for not waiting, uh, very impatient, and I play that very well. But I would say that for me, I I prefer the first person. I find myself starting in first person, and I don't know if it's the fact that I'm so scatterbrained or because maybe I just have a question and I feel the need to, like, wait, what do I do? But... I think once I'm more immersed and a little bit more comfortable, I think I myself will eventually get to a point where hopefully I don't break character and, you know, just continue in first person. I remember Ryan, I think you told me his name was Spencer, that he hardly ever breaks like character. And ever. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what I, I want. I want to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. I want to get to the point where I don't break character. What about everybody else? Um, yeah, I'm actually a lot like you, Brie. Um, I kind of find my way like falling in and out of first person um for like characters that I'm like super into that like I spend a lot of time developing more often than not I'll speak in first person especially if I have like a voice or like a speech pattern that they would like specifically have um but Usually I distance my characters or distance myself from my characters when I'm it's like somebody that I'm not super attached to that I didn't put a lot of effort into like for a one shot <laughs> or if it's a character where they have a speech type or lack of speech type that's so particular that it's limiting. So um, for instance like if you play a Kenku which is one of my favorite races in the game um, they are these bird people that can only repeat back things that they've heard. They can't speak for themselves. Oh my god! So <laughs> I love they, that. They can only mimic words that they've heard other people say, like a parrot. 
And so for that kind of character, I usually speak in the third person because I find that it actually breaks immersion more if I am in first person and I do the voice and then I say like, oh, and then I go and open the door because people are like taken aback because they're like, this is this bird that just mimics people. And now I just heard him speak. Now the... I have to make one of my characters one of those birds. Oh, I love Kenku. One of my favorite oh, races in the best. game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So much personality okay. and something that can't speak for itself. Yeah. Really. And I, I remember you had, I think in Cody's campaign, your character was mute. Right. And I like that. And I, you're so detailed with things like that. And I, I, I like your style and I like that you switch it up. But the Kenku is hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so. So for like the same reason with like a mute character, for instance, um, like, uh, actually that one's a little less jarring. Like if you were to say like, oh, I go and like pull on this person's sleeve, that's probably mm -hmm. fine because nobody's expecting anything that you say to be dialogue ever. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Some characters, it feels more natural for me to speak in first person and others, it's more natural to speak in third. Well, and you have to remember, too, when you are playing, um, if you're not playing, especially in person, but even in person, you know, it, when you switch from dialogue to explaining actions, you pretty much, you could still keep that, you know, that first person by saying, I'm now doing this, but that, you know, sometimes that may be a little, you know, a little hard to to pull off so maybe that's when you would right. switch to a third person um sort of like reading stage directions. right exactly you're setting yeah. a scene you know and that's what you know that the dm that's that's his entire you know life is you know playing out what's going in front of you what is the npc doing you know i mean there are times when you switch and the npc is you know talking directly to you know to another character or to the crowd whatever uh, that then switches back but Honestly, I think that when you get to the point where you are really vested in your character and you are seeing through his eyes, that first person will just come out, you know, that it just, it, it just becomes natural. Now, some people are definitely more comfortable doing that, you know, and others are more like, you know, pick the character up, move them on the board and everything's third person. And that's fine. There's no big deal. But I think, like you said, Bree, when you become more comfortable and you become more of your character, you know, and, and you let that character grow and, you know, be you mature and do whatever it, you're going to see that I think you will probably be more in the first person. Oh, yeah. Big time. And what about you, Clay? You are like one of the biggest uh, RPG guys there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I have never, ever acted in my... Okay. Well, I don't know. I The thing is, is that the characters that I seem to play, I can just kind of talk. I don't really have to be in first person, third person. I don't really have to think about it. I just kind of run it like myself. I like playing people that are a lot like me. And I know a lot of people don't do that. They play characters that are way different than themselves. But I, I run Tywin the same way that I would run myself. The only difference is Tywin is maybe a, a little bit braver than I am. But that's <laughs> it. You know? It's, it's just... sort of like Chris Pratt playing Andy Dwyer. It's just, that's kind of Chris Pratt. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. I'm just running me. I just if something happens, I'll speak. It if it comes out in third person or if it comes out in first person, that's just kind of how I would have spoken anyway. Yeah, Tywin is just you with a sword. Yeah, it, he's he's me with a sword. Probably a little bit more charismatic, and uh, he's got some magic. And a whole lot less luck. A whole lot less luck. Yeah, he's much yeah. less lucky than I am. And Joey. Yeah. I. I actually think you do really well at first person um, because you really, you don't instruct, you just sit back and the character you're playing um, demands a little bit uh, more reserve where you're not, you don't speak as much, you, you know, you analyze more and uh, there's a great deal of distrust. So um, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like you're, that's the, you know, that's the way you play or is this just the way you're playing this particular character? Uh, it's kind of the way I'm playing that uh, particular character. I have a. Uh, I'm actually lucky at the moment. Sorry, my dog's attacking me. Um, I'm actually very lucky because both characters I'm playing right now are kind of similar in that in the, that aspect of kind of sitting back. Um, but no, it usually depends on what type of character I'm playing. But I do jump uh, between first and person, first and third person a lot. Uh, I usually go to third person when I'm describing what they're doing. Again, um, that's totally that makes that's that that's what makes sense. Of course, that, you know you have to fall back because you're having to describe, you know. Unless we all did charades, you know, maybe that's what we do when we get back together. You actually have to get up and mimic what you're doing. Well, now then we cross oh, no. into LARPing. <laughs> Guys, why don't we just stop? Let, let's just make this we a charades podcast. <laughs> let's just start playing charades every week. I'm I totally feel like charades would be a hard medium for a podcast. Not you know. Anyway. It'll be fine. We'll just describe everything. <laughs> I am currently moving my right hand in a clockwise <laughs> Reminiscent of a wheel. You're wow. a wheel. No. <laughs> oh, you got that. Good job. How'd you, how'd you uh, figure it out? Crazy. So how'd we do? We... Hmm? How'd we do, Bree? Did we, did we, did we yes, do good on that? Yeah, yeah I was just going to ask Joey... Um, you said two characters. Uh, what's your other character? I I only know you as Tin. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Cass, a warlock, in Ryan's campaign. Uh, without giving away too much, because without giving away too much. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's some classified. Classified. Some of okay. my other players listen to the podcast, supposedly. Uh, so. Okay, okay, okay. It's classified. Got it. Okay, yeah. I was just curious. But yes, no, that does answer my my question. That I just like I, again the aspirations to be like Spencer. I haven't played with him, but I've been around him a few times, and it just seems like that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal we need to get He's to. He's a little I scary. How he, uh, he is. I love scary. playing with Spencer. He always makes the most interesting characters, and he follows through with whatever his character would do. That's and that's one of the things you spill the beans. Does he tell you his secrets? Does he even acknowledge her? He's just like, oh, it's just how I am. <laughs> I, you know, with him, it's just he plays the character to the hilt. I mean, he really does. And if the DM, I mean, I've I've seen the DM say, you know, are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want to do? And as defiant as all get out, he says, yes, that is what I'm doing. And he says, okay, well, you know, you just took, you know, 40 points of poison damage. And he's just like, mm-hmm, big deal. Bring it on. And, you know. And then he I, almost died. Eyelashes. Several times. Several times. 
he's the same one that we talked about last week, the triple crit fail, you know, and, you, oh. know, you know, he did survive that, though, if I remember right. That kid has spunk, I like. He does. He's not, he's not lucky, but boy, no. does he have tenacity. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he sticks to his guns. He's like, this is my character. That's exactly it. And he way. basically says, this is my character, and if I die, I died playing him the way that he should have been playing. Spencer, and, Spencer, if you're listening to this, this episode is dedicated to you now. It, so. Yes, it is. <laughs> I killed one of his characters for RP. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes right. it's got to be that way. Yeah, it just—it's what happens, unfortunately. Rest in peace, one okay. of those. Yeah. It so for Katsu, that's going to be it. I might come up with some more role-playing questions in the next episode, but that—that'll do it for me. Thanks. Ah, I like awesome. It. Yeah, I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see you get so vested in your character, and then I think you can take it a next step too. Um, even though, if it's not written in your backstory, you know, you can have. Little idiosyncrasies, little uh, you know, uh, you issues, me? ticks, you know, uh, you know, traits that maybe aren't as favorable. Um, that just adds to the you know the depth of the character as well, and that kind of gives you something to fall back on. Yeah. Well. Very cool. All right. So, I, like I wrote it. down, Kenku must be. <laughs> 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 bucket list becoming oh, man all right, all right so um here's an awkward segue Ooh, um, <laughs> so um uh time for the, the two lies and the truth uh score clay one me three three I think. Yeah, yeah i think it is three to one i'm so glad that i come have on clay um, approval rating so uh <laughs> this week it's going to be on magic items which Great. uh i have a, a feeling that you might do a little bit better in i know this is I a topic so. that you've done a little bit of research into so i've spent a ton helps. of time reading through magical items the last few weeks getting prepared for this episode so yeah let's see how this goes um uh, only thing that's going to be a little different this week is I'd love to open the floor to everyone. So if anyone has a guess on this one, um, of course, we're only going to be scoring clay. But right. um, <laughs> but if anyone else, else has a guess, start. yes, but of course. Right, <sighs> right. So, so clay's taking it for great. Everyone else is pass fail. Right. Yeah. Yay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So here are three magic items that may or may not be real. So. Sure. There is a magic item that's just uh, a barrel, but you can climb inside it, and it turns into a giant crab mech that you can pilot around and snip at people with. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's here's the right. second item. There's a magic item that is a stone with a hole in the center, and when you hold the stone up to your eye and look through the center of it, you have true sight. Um, so you can see invisible stuff, uh, secret doors, magic, whatnot, etc. Okay. And finally, there is a magic item that is a key, and you can put it into any door, and when you turn it in the lock and open the door, um, it opens to a personal demiplane, which is just like a room that is like in an extra dimensional space that you can put stuff in or rest it's like in or a whatever. portable bag of holding? Kind of, but like it's even more like, portable. But like you gotta put it in a door, so. It's a room of holding. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. Hmm. I okay. Know the answer to this one. I think I talked about it, uh, talked about it with you, Ryan. What's going to be for one of my characters, mm. or with one of my characters? 
Hmm. Okay. Hmm. My heart says to go with Krabby McSnip, but I don't know. <laughs> I refuse to accept that Wizards of the Coast were like, you know what? In our fantasy RPG game, you know what we need is a gigantic crab mech, crab mech. that's formed around a barrel. You know what? I'm going to go crab. with the crab mech for fun. I'm, that's I my fun. final answer. That's what she yeah. wants it to be. She believes yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I refuse to accept that Krabby McSnip is real. Um, okay. Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> sure. Um, so that leaves the Room of Holding. And I feel like if the Room of Holding existed, everybody would have been talking about the Room of Holding. Um, I, well, I, I mean, can't... it's it's similar to like a portable hole. You don't see a bunch of people talking about those. Yeah, but like everybody talks about a bag of holding and how useful that is. Imagine well, if that was a whole room. You need a door. Yeah, you need a door. Yeah, but like doors are everywhere. Yeah. But not if you're in the wilderness. That's true. Yes, they, what if I drew a door? No, it's got to be a real door. It, it's a real drawing of a door. <laughs> well, Whatever. take it up with wizards. <laughs> also, I feel like I've heard of that stone ring before. I the... feel like I have. Oh, I don't think he with said true it was sight. There. No, yeah. yeah, it is a stone with a hole in the center of it. And when you hold it up and look through the center of the stone, uh, you have true sight. Is the stone circular? Yeah. So it's kind of like in a ring shape, you would say. Well, yeah, but you don't wear it yeah. on your finger. It's, yeah. um, it's uh, a stone. I think they're more commonly known as hag stones. Um, yeah, I, I usually think you wear them as like a necklace. I think I'm absolutely going to say it's that. I think that that's real. Okay. Well, uh, is that your final answer? It is. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fitz, what about you? What do you think? I know what it is. So I, oh, you I know what to, it is. I have to, oh, yes. Okay. Well. Yeah, this one's a little wink and nod to you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, does anyone else have any guesses? Joey, Nathan? I think it's the key. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right well <laughs> thank you wow really. Thanks, i'm sorry to disappoint so <laughs> many of you but the only real wizard's licensed magic item from that list <laughs> is uh the apparatus of kowalsh, kowalsh. Which, which is <laughs> the barrel that turns into a crab mech so, no it is not it, it is not. <laughs> right it is. It is. Oh, I'm happy for myself. Isn't the key opens a closet, right? Um, oh. I think what you're thinking of is there is an item called oh. the mystery key, where you can put it in any lock, and there's a five percent chance that it oh. opens it and then disappears. No, there was another key. It was no. deep within. <laughs> been I'm so happy. Nathan, give me my star. So much yeah, so crazy. a gold star for Bree. Sorry, Clay. Uh, this puts you Wizards at, I think, five to one now. Why? <laughs> Why? Actu what is the point of that? Uh, actually, there it is like an armored vehicle. It is. Uh, it's actually really cool. Um. So tune in next week <laughs> when uh, <laughs> the two lies and the truth is going to be on playable races. Woo. Uh <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll do better then. You'll do better. Yeah, than, uh... I'm sure I will. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Jeez. For the star. Okay. Nice. <laughs> well, he's fast. He is. He's very Go ahead. good. Go ahead, Clay. I know. I know yeah. This, is, this has got to be where yeah. you rant. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a little bit. Uh, I think I think it's pretty clear that I'm a little peeved. Um. So the other thing that got me peeved this week, um, I got to thinking about developing 
a character when you're getting started with a new campaign. So I'm not going to get too harsh on this one because I know there are a lot of you out there that still have yet to roll your character. And I have a lot of sympathy for you. I know that it's difficult. Um, if you have the opportunity to make your character sheet, you've been told what your campaign is, you've been told what your parameters are, you know within what areas you can build your character, you know how to do it, and you have weeks to do it, and you don't do it, and then you try to do it last minute when the game is supposed to be starting, you are a session one nightmare. Absolutely, <laughs> through and through. You are the session one nightmare. You are what kills campaign. You can kill a campaign just like that because everyone is going to sit there for an hour watching you and some other sap that you've managed to drag in to try and help you build your character. Build your character when you're supposed to be playing. And that's just, who wants to deal with that? It's why you had so much time. There are so many outlets out there. I think, uh, what is it? Uh, does D&D Beyond let you build a character on there? Yeah, but I think it's a paid service. But yeah, yeah there's well, like I a million of them. It's five like probably bucks. $5, yeah. Yeah, you have so much time. It's so easy. There are so many guides. I swear, you don't have to read all the books. You, you can really get the don't. PDFs online for free. You can get the PDFs online for free. You don't have to read. You don't have to do anything. If you have $5, you have an online service that will literally hold your hand and walk you through it like you're four years old. And it's there's there's no excuse. If you show up to the campaign after having a lot of notice and you haven't built your character, I want you to go ahead and crumple up your character sheet and swallow it and just sit there with that paper in your stomach and i want you to feel a little bit bad about yourself for a while okay and then come back next week with a finished character sheet yeah yeah come back next week and you can be added into the real campaign with the people that prepared and that way you're not dragging everybody else down around the table i mean have you i think that's happened at every campaign that i've been in and normally that used to be me and i'll i'll say that freely that was me i didn't build my character um because i was lazy and forgot. Let me tell you, there's nothing I hate more as a DM than having a session zero where I get everybody together and build most of everyone's characters. Um, and then I send them all home with homework, and then they come to session one and they haven't done any of it. And they're like, oh yeah, I never finished my character. And then we have to spend another three hours figuring everybody's like finished characters out. Don't be that guy. Session zero part two electric boogaloo is not nearly as fun as it sounds. Please, please don't do it. It's just coming up like there was homework. <laughs> did I do that? Yes, you did do that. Stop. We could have been playing already, and here we uh-huh. are. Wow. Yeah. There's a quick fix for that too. Uh huh. As a Is DM. It a no, it's worse. Oh. I have several pre-mades. pre pre maids that have really, really, really bad skills. <laughs> you are now Not, a king. Is that is that what I ended up with originally? Yeah, <laughs> I, I built your character. <laughs> well, Bree started as a pre-made, but she got like fixed out. Yeah. 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 She also joined last minute after the campaign had already started, so she really didn't yeah, have it. It wasn't her fault at all. She just she kind of got yeah. drugged into it. But uh, yeah, and it, we've kind of we've we've you know fleshed her character out. Right. Quite a I, bit. Think, she, I think Katze has really come into her own at this point. She oh, has. Yeah. We would say I mean, that she, she hasn't looked back, but she absolutely has looked back. 
and then wish she could go back to the time before Dungeons and Dragons. I but still it's too have late my now. my uh, family battle axe that I carry. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> and she uh, has pooped on a dragon, so not many people I can have. say that. I know you're envious, Clay. Sorry about that. I mean, yeah. I wish yeah, I could sorry. turn into a bird, yeah. but I can't. Just wait so until you... Tywin poops on the next dragon we find. That's right. <laughs> Variant human Tywin. You and all your baby bugbears, or slightly <laughs> older bugbears. Those things have got to go. I, I have to find some way to get rid of them. <laughs> you know they're not all uh, they're not all males, right? That's okay. Yeah, you... I, I don't gender discriminate. They can all go. Good. Because uh, you might have grandchildren now. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. But enough yeah, of that. The wild. So are you a little more calm now, Clay? You feel a little... little I'm, a, you know, I'm a little calmer. I'm a All little right. calmer. Yeah. Do, do you need to get a little more out or are you, you, you doing okay? You know, I, 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 I'm a little calm. <laughs> the sun is starting, actually, Clay. The sun, sun's getting real low. I... <laughs> I, you said something a little earlier that I kind of stuck out to me, and it reminded me of this idea. I saw this online. I was kind of just reading through a bunch of, like, D&D Pinterest things. I have no idea who posted this, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, but someone had posted an idea for new games that I think is actually really cool. And it's part of your, like, character homework uh, that you should be doing ahead of time. Don't do this when you show up to the campaign. Do it ahead of time. Um, so... You would, as a DM, you would have your characters write out rumors about your character that are partially some good, some bad, some false completely. Things that other characters at the table may have heard about your character, like before ever meeting you, things they heard from someone else about you. And I think that really builds role play, especially in the beginning. It kind of helps get things moving. Even because normally in the beginning it can be kind of clunky. I don't know if you guys have ever had that. I know I have, where it's kind of awkward to get started. I think it's a good idea. I yeah, really do. I actually love this idea. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Clay, but I actually brought this idea up to your brother when he was running his campaign, however many years ago, and we only got one <laughs> session in. What but, yeah, he said that he thought it was cool and he wanted to incorporate it, and I thought that it was something that would really help, like the characters come together at the beginning because yeah like you said it's super clunky like session one where it's kind of oh, like yeah. okay but why would my character join up with all of these other players and you just kind of have to like ham fist it and hope that it works along the way absolutely Usually. but now i'm kind of laughing because what if it was something like uh oh i don't know you're rumored to be a werewolf now you now you don't have anybody you know, melding. <laughs> now you have a bunch of them not trusting and won't go to sleep when this guy's up. And if hey. he's not chained to a wall and, or, you know, placed in a, in a, in a cell somewhere. I mean, I think that could be, that could lend to all kinds of interesting, you know, uh, oh, yeah. interactions between the characters. I think that's a really good idea. Um, but like you said, maybe not all good, not all bad. Uh, and then the DM can kind of sort where, you know, he thinks, you know, cause some of them, you know, that, you know, he's an ax murderer. Well, you don't want to kind of go that far because yeah. then, then, you know, nobody in the party is going to, you know, trust him. But I mean, that where he's like, Oh, he's a werewolf. Well, I don't believe in, well, maybe I do believe in where, well, I don't know. I don't believe in, well, maybe, I don't know. Sorry. I think that it presents a really interesting opportunity too, because you could have characters that are like more plugged into the city. So like, for instance, you might have somebody with like a criminal background where you have like a contact or something. 
and maybe that gets you like extra rumors about your other players in the first session. Yeah. There's there's lots of ways to do it. And what I've been reading is that you give you write these down on like separate sheets of paper and you give these to your DM and your DM at their, you know, discretion will pass these out silently to other people. And that's supposed to be like your memory being jogged, like, oh yeah, actually, funny enough, you just remembered that uh you heard that Tywin juggles chickens. It's like, <laughs> whoa. And now that's the truth. Yeah. It I mean I yeah, really, yeah. it's on the character sheet, so yeah. He's got you a plus five in juggling. Thanks. He needs it because those things are slippery. A man of many talents. That time. But it's only while juggling chickens. That's only true. juggling chickens. Yeah. Anything else is actually a minus five. It's just so <laughs> Literally everything else he does other than juggle chickens is minus five. <laughs> Poor Tywin. You should have been a bard. I should have been. You know. Yeah. Another yeah, you, should life, been, you should have been a college of the sword bard, I think it's called. <laughs> I think that would have fit you pretty well. Thank you. Thank you. I have no idea what that is, but I appreciate it <laughs> all the same. It's pretty much what you're playing. Now, with with all that, I, I, I think my mind is thoroughly messed up. I could use some some good news. Uh, Joey, do you do you have anything new on the horizons <laughs> that you wanted to share with us? Something I can look forward to, maybe? <laughs> uh, nothing too new. There's, okay. um, I'm going to go back to the Spells and Tap 2 uh, UA, which is like a couple months ago. Ooh, throwback. Ooh. Throwback, yeah, you know it. Um, I don't know how many of you guys uh, looked through the spells, but I thought they were uh, fairly interesting. Because a lot I of still, them actually... Sorry, I still, have a, I still have a printout somewhere over here, if I can find it. There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> spirits involved here, multiple classes. And uh, I was seeing what people were thinking about, it, and there was a couple people who thought um, it might lead to more uh, planar involvement. There it might come out mm. with a new core book. Uh, how do you guys, as a DMs, feel about that? Um, I, for one, have always been interested in the outer planes. I think that they're something super cool and can lend a lot to a D&D campaign if the DM like flushes them out super well, um, or at least like decently well. And on top of that, I love these summoning spells because before, um, you know, if you're a druid, you got like, I think, conjure woodland creature, which is like small fey or animals, and then like summon elemental and that's it. So being able to have these other options, like being able to summon like spirits and like um, things from the Shadowfell, I think, um, it it's pretty interesting. You get a lot more options and it kind of keeps the keeps from being pigeonholed into like one thing. It's like, ah, yeah, you're just summoning like animals and stuff from nature. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting move and can definitely like if they release like a source book that covers more details on the outer planes, that would be awesome. I would love to run like a planescape kind of uh, like campaign or just like a campaign arc even. So. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, it's, it's it's interesting how you say you uh, like summoning spells because mm. there are some DMs that don't. From what I've heard, they think they're annoying because it's just more things to keep track of. Um, on one hand, it does slow down um, combat significantly if you know you have all of your players summoning pets and having familiars and whatnot. But I think that. Um, 
as long as like your players are on top of their thing, I think it comes down to how long people take to plan out their turns, which is a discussion for an entire another day. But I think if your players are on top of their actions and their pets' actions or their summons or whatever, and they know what they can do and they know what their pets can do and they have it all planned out before their turn even starts and they finish it in a timely manner, it shouldn't be an issue. But again, that's in like a perfect scenario. So, um, right. And, and I agree that I think that's where a lot of DMs have issues with it. Um, if you remember years ago, the psionics was a big thing they mm -hmm. put that in but none of the dms wanted to deal with it uh it takes a lot of time you have to have you know all these other sets of you know matrices set up and you it makes it difficult on the dm if he's not prepared for it but like ryan said i mean you know some dms are good with it they're fine they don't have an issue with that but some dms it's like and i you know I have played in a battle where we had druids, we had wizards with familiars, you know, and uh, it, it, the DM was good at it. But like Ryan said, you have to be on top of it and they have to know what they're doing because they have to be able to act, you know, they, you shouldn't be going through, you know, the, your list of spells, you know, and what, what can your summoned being do? What he, you know, what is he capable of? They should know that ahead of time because it's not really the DMs, you know, uh responsibility to do right. that that should be on the player and if they're not prepared for it uh, and to speak to your thing ryan about the time i know that there's a trend in a lot of um, games now where they um, use a timer and you have three minutes that's it max that's i mean to if you go over that your turn's gone i think three yeah. minutes is generous i for one I, advocate I for think the so. one minute turn timer if you can't figure out where you're going and what you're doing within I one agree. minute, like you should be paying better attention to the game. Mm -hmm. But like you said, three is generous enough that you know if you're really you know trying to decide. I mean, you know, we're not playing a game of chess here where you know the timer goes you know back and forth on the rounds. Um, but it is good that forces the person to know their character and be able to you know to act accordingly and quickly. Because that's what always kills the games, every time. Uh, whether it's the the DM's fault, if it's the player's fault, that lull that takes forever. By the time you get back around to whoever you know started the round or was right before the person, you know that took all that time, he hasn't played for a good you know maybe ten minutes. Right. And his train of thought's gone, and he's concentrating. Out comes the phone. He's checking his text messages because he's got nothing to do. So the DM's got to kind of step in uh, and keep that going. But uh, honestly, you know, Joey, you know, I've kind of brought in the 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 planar field into our current campaign. Uh, just throwing this out and back to you, Joey. Um, how do you think the way that I've done it, uh, you know, has that been okay? Should I have, uh, you know, made it, uh, you know, a little less, a little more? What do you think? I, for one, wanted to get lost in between uh, planes personally. So um, <laughs> kind of disappointing well, on that end. If you hadn't been connected to that chain, that could have been a real possibility. <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, I think you're doing a good job. I, I like how you're bringing in the, the high elves, spirit elves, or whatever. Whatever they are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I'm I have don't have much experience with that. I'm still fairly new and learning about the planes, but I think you're doing a good job from what I can tell. 
and I it's like just, seeing the involvement of it. And it's not too like out there. I know some people that when you start talking about that, that's when it gets, you know, it's like, oh, come on, you know, just bring me something to hack and slash. That's your, uh, what do you call them? Murdering hobos. Yeah, murder hobos. Yeah. Yeah. I resent and resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm weird. I like complexity, especially in RPing games, because I, I prefer more interesting stuff instead of like just simple hack and slash. Like uh, I, I try to stick to RP as much as I can, especially in combat, because I have a, I have a bad habit of falling out of character during combat, so I always have to talk myself back into it. For example, uh, Kieran, my monk, <laughs> I actually walked him into his grave, basically. Oh, because good. he had less than 9 health, and we knew as players that the boss fight was coming up, but I couldn't step away with him. I had to keep telling myself, no, dude, he wouldn't, he wouldn't walk away from this, he wouldn't walk away from this, and like everything I knew was like, I can't let him do this. But I uh, eventually overcame it, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to miss his character, but this is what he's going to do. I still feel bad about killing that character off, but in the uh, end, it wasn't even me that killed him, and no. that's the worst part. <laughs> no. He ended up getting killed by a party member's wall of fire. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was and paralyzed so because he stepped onto a curse altar, to be fair. But still. <laughs> yeah, you really, like, I could have fudged the rolls and saved your character, but I feel like it wasn't in the spirit of everything that was going on. No, I'm so, happy that you didn't. Yeah. And it also opened a door to a new new plot hook. Plot yeah. Hook, which... Ooh, spoilers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We'll see when we get there, but yeah. that's classified. <laughs> uh, well, have you got any more for us, Joey? Do we have to wait till next week? Ooh, uh, you have to wait till next week. Actually, I have one spell I want to talk about because I think it's funny. Ooh, uh, there's a summon bestial spirit, which is a one spell that the rangers get. Uh, it's kind of expensive, but it's basically uh, it lasts for an hour, but it costs two hundred gold, and it's just a better companion. For up to an hour. <laughs> simple as that. The, it doesn't take an, uh, an attack action to make it attack. It's it's just better in every way than having a, a beast companion. It's like, yeah, we know that um, regular beast master hunter is really bad, but here uh, we added a spell in where you can pay money to just have be a, a better beast master and have. Yeah. A I have class. upgrade if you have coin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they literally added a microtransaction into D and D. <laughs> That's, 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 it. Yeah. that's why that one's funny. Oh, so, man. So, yeah, I guess that's, that's the final choice. nail in the coffin of Beastmaster Hunters. <laughs> so. Or Rangers, my bad. Yeah. Oh, I I think uh, we're getting a... Did we get a notice from the man behind the curtain? Yes. We might be... Uh, yeah. The man behind the curtain is eating chocolate cake at the moment. Um, yeah, the resident... We are doing good. The resident tech monkey says we got to wrap it up, so... Uh, all right, so I guess we'll call it for this week, but uh, glad you could uh, join us, and uh, I'm sorry it's not just me. I, I really tried, but I'm We're actually kind of I'm kind of glad you guys are here. It would be kind of boring just talking to myself, although I always agree with myself, so that is a, a plus, but I think we can deal without that this week. So, All right, guys, so have a great week. And um, stack your centaurs. I'll beat her chain. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.